1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the h and Daily. This is just some of the best bits of this afternoon's... Show And I think the listeners were fantastic this afternoon. We, we returned to the old topic of uh, footballing claims to fame or sporting mm. claims to fame um, via a Paul Goddard link, which will all be explained later. And you really responded beautifully. So thank you so much for that.
2: Charles uh, Freeman came in. Charles his... <laughs> Freeman, what's Who's his that? name? Charles Reagan. <laughs> Why do I call him Charles? Fre- oh, because his show called Organ Freeman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Charles. Yeah.
0: Look, it's an easy mistake to make. Charles uh, Reagan was here. He was brilliant, as he always is. He's a good man, He's and very I know good. he thinks a lot of you, Andy Jackson. That's so it. you're going to hear from him and uh, uh, yeah. some great stuff. You might stuff even hear lesson. about the my Louis Vuitton ball. Oh yeah, this is this is a joy. A little bit of Schadenfreude for you.
2: And a mystic telly pig. TV pig that wrongly tipped England for the World Cup Finals is in hiding yeah. after death threats. Mm. And uh, funny enough, we received a death threat for tinsel on the back of a packet of Paxo stuffing. Yeah, that's fine. That's the, the way you sinister.
0: always do it. Yeah, it was like letters cut out of a newspaper <laughs> and they just kind of print-sticked it onto some <laughs> stuffing, didn't they? Now, I watched So the... is he in a safe style? Oh, star? oh I don't him, know. We... They moved the family to uh, a safe style. Oh, yeah, they moved
2: him to a safe style. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tinsel's outraged. Thank you, caller. (laughs) Tinsel's outraged. He's phoned in. Very outraged, he is. Now, I uh, watched the game last night. I've enjoyed it. Which one? Aston Villa against... Yeah, you're right, because you could have chosen any of them. They? they were all there behind the red button. Yeah. But I chose the one that Sky went with, which was Aston Villa against Brentford. Yeah. What a and good game. Two all. Very good game. Very exciting game. And uh, it is good, the Championship. I mean, we're, we're talking later You've about it. You've become a convert, haven't you, to lower I league football? Well, no, I, wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. It's just this time of the year. Mm. It's quite exciting, and the teams are interesting. And yeah. uh, Brentford playing in a sort of Coventry-Brown. That's very unusual, I thought. And and uh, Romaine Sawyers has done very well for them. Yeah. Right? Which way did he vote in the referendum? Though? Well, I've got no oh, idea. A, <laughs> Maybe we'll <impression>. never find <laughs> out. <laughs> and um, I, was, I was also wondering, actually, that, um, which I was wondering about a lot of things, but Grealish. Well, what what I was were you wondering about? Well, yeah. I was thinking about Grealish. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's going to get a new deal. They were talking about it in commentary. But what a great opportunity that was for him at Spurs. He, he must be disappointed. He, playing for a great manager like Poch. Not that Steve Bruce isn't a good manager, but he is. But Poch is, is you know, makes you better. Champions yeah. League, Premier League, playing with better players. I mean, however, even if Villa. Are, promote him and then do very, very well next year, It will be at least two years before he could be in that position. And, mm. and it's unlikely, mm. let's be honest. You know, most teams that come up don't end up in the Champions League. So it was a big thing for him. It was a big thing to turn down. Apparently Spurs did come in on the last day with, yeah. the, with the right money. But, but yeah. the club didn't need to sell. I mean, Steve no. Bruce said, had they come in in the first couple of
0: weeks when the club were desperate for money, they mm. would have got him. The club, club would have had no choice. So, But of course, the chairman, he, he, loves, a, he loves a bit of poker.
2: And waited to the end, and it didn't pay off this time. And they are a brilliant club, Brentford. The way we're going to talk about later, what they do hmm. and how they run it. They've got the lowest budget in the, uh, low, not in the lowest di- budget in the division. No, in the bottom six. Of, of that division, the okay, the but they yeah. finished in the top ten for the last four years. They have, yeah, and that says a lot about what they do. But
0: but they move into a new ground, so we'll talk about this. They they kind of they're going to want to push on. They're going to want to go one better. Dean Smith's saying they've got to start converting chances that they didn't last year. So yeah,
2: I mean when they moved to, I I the I mean new like last round, night they're... for example, yeah, yeah. in the you know they're two one. Oh up. yeah, no, they had a chance to win the game. Well, that'll they, be the phone. Do, do apologise. And they base a lot Brentford on expected mm. goals. Mm. Although I don't know if they expected that one in the ninety fifth minute, probably not. No, that's very true. Sorry, I've just got a great
0: transfer record come in. It's a brilliant... Thank you, Dan. I've just got one coming from Dan. do you
2: mind not distracting Paul when I'm speaking No, to it, him.
0: I didn't. It was my fault, A, for it going off, and B,
2: for looking at it. I shouldn't have done, but it's not Dan's fault. Don't blame him. It's me. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know... I mean, I mean serious. I should know this, but I don't yeah. really know how expected goals works because... It seems an odd thing, that, because in the end you've got to score the goal and you can expect it all you like, but you've got to put it in, haven't you? So, Do you want to give you a kind
0: of, I was, I was reading a, about give, oh, Let me, me just kind of give it. you a little crash course okay. uh, in expected goals now because it, 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 it is a weird hmm. thing, isn't it? Where's it gone? Have I still got it? I've a I little stat on it. Here we go. So this was explained on a website. Um and it was, Not it expected, was expected goals dot com. Expected a brilliant <laughs> website. Brilliant. <laughs> Great, yeah. But it was it was talking about <laughs> Manchester United. And oh, yeah. the point was made in fourteen of their thirty eight uh, league games last season, Mourinho's side were outperformed on expected goals. The metric that measures the quality of chances in a match. They won eight of those games, despite creating fewer good chances than their opponents. That might mean They were more clinical in front of goal. It might mean they rode their luck. Easiest way to understand expected goals is to read each number as though it's the scoreline. So, for example, the expected goals result from uh, United 3-2 loss at the uh, Amex on Sunday. That was Brighton 1.66, United 1.39. But when they played Spurs last season, of course, they play on Monday at Old Trafford, and uh, it was won by the solitary Lukaku goal. Um... It was Tottenham were actually better on expected goals. They were 1.16. It's a road of old rubbish. Well, it? it's no, it's great It's good chances created. Yeah, uh, but you basically. Know. the quality of chances that you so create, and the amount, and the you only put thing away. that counts is putting it in the onion bag, isn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Sam <laughs> <So I'm laughs> Allardyce. Well, it's true. No, I know. I do. I do tend to. I do tend nonsense. to agree. It really, expected is, anyway.
2: goals is a bit of an odd stat. And it? I was following. I don't know about you, but you know, when you you know somebody supports a team, it suddenly gives you interest. So I discovered <laughs> that our newsreader David Spencer is a big Reading fan. Yeah. So suddenly I'm I'm following the Reading result. And Oh uh, yeah. He'll be delighted. Well, you do that don't you you know you sort of um, so you can come in and say see you lost yesterday ah is that what you're doing it no, for and i and i so know you can and bait people no not for that because i <laughs> no, i felt sympathy for him so i worked it out i mean i was every goal that went in they were they they were one nil up and i thought david oh he's quite pleased about that but you know not overconfident mm. two nil up which they went to now he's delighted oh, yeah but a little bit wary two one he's going oh it's happening again yeah uh two two he thought i knew it We'll probably lose this now. <laughs> but it finished two-two. It's lovely how you got inside his mind,
0: well, I isn't it? Yeah. That you can actually second guess what he's feeling.
2: Did you notice the moth? I don't know if you were watching the game, anybody at home or you, Paul? But there mm. was, there was, it was a, when Codger scored. A moth flew right in front of the camera, and it looked like somebody in the crowd had given it offside. It was really strange. <laughs> and then well, it, like and the moth again. was holding a flag, was yeah. it? Former Macclesfield boss Dave Moth. It could be. It could th- be Dave Moth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. So, what happened to the Moth? Wait, Is I, it a mystic Moth? I've no idea what happened to. It. I think it's a death Predict threats. the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. The
0: Aston Villa goals for the rest. the Expected
2: goals for the rest of the season. And the. Uh, what else have I got here? Yeah. I've got no idea. Oh, yeah, I've got this one. Have you seen the uh, the Pope is visiting Ireland? He is, yeah, yeah. And uh, you can buy a lot of fantastic um, sort of... Merchandise. Merchandise. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can buy sort of a Pope doll and all this sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to do Pope on a rope. <laughs> come on, that's all that's an old school one Andy you've dug it
0: out there isn't I it have really, you've dug that out from I, somewhere I now listen I uh, dug it up, I think. you were telling me today about items of yeah. old kit now you mm. you noticed last night whilst watching the football not the the 11 of unexpected goals but the length of the laces in people's football
2: boots. Yeah, well, it was an unexpected boot that flew off from Albert Adoma, And I yep. thought to myself, you know what, laces are short now, these flimsy little boots. and You know, they are. And <laughs> I was thinking my first pair of boots. And he th- asked Tom Finney you had, didn't No, you? No, I think, them. no, I had even worse than that. I think they were a hand-me-down from my late brother. So, the, you know, they would have been... And it right been, up the ankle, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it was late 50s, these things. And, uh, and they had this massive amount of lace, like Yeah sort yeah. of three foot of lace and you'd sort of do it under and you'd and, wrap it under the wrap boot wouldn't wouldn't and tie it yeah. up double. You'd wrap it double and yeah, tie it up. And you're right, when, when the, the mud dried Well, you'd leave off, them in your bag, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd leave them in your bag and they'd get a bit fetid and all the mud would dry on them. And then you'd
0: come to wear them the following week. Yeah. And you'd un- once you undid the lace, it took half the mud off. It was, it, it
2: was a two-in-one uh, it was, operation. It was marvellous. And then I remember my first pair of cricket pads. I, I saved up for these. I, I went out. I was so proud I bought them. Yeah. And then I put them on. And we were playing in the park. And uh, with a proper ball and everything, and I was bowled first ball off my pads <laughs> by Stephen Conings. I, I think I cried. Oh, I did you? Quite, really? Oh, I was quite upset about it. The whole I thing, think really. I cried. Well, I was How old were you? About eleven or something, you know, not Still that. Still 11. 11. It's a bit old, isn't it? Yeah, a little, it's a little <laughs> bit old, I'm looking at the producer now. Would you
0: cry if you're out and you're eleven? Well, if, if you'd be, yeah, he says he would. Well, if you Either bought the pads, like you, you, are.
2: And you were proud of them. You can't you blame the
0: pads. There's only you can't blame dance. You can't blame the pads. I think a lot of England players will be blaming their pads. I Think they might be. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the, only, the reason we bring this up is mm. quite interesting to hear from you. Those, those, are some of those old items of kit. Uh, that maybe you, the first items of kit you ever got when you first started playing sport. Take yeah. us back into uh, what they were and the state they were in and uh, whether they affected your game good or bad, much like Andy's new pads. So let's uh, have a little trip down memory lane. It needn't be that far. It may have just been two mm. weeks ago. Who knows? You may have just taken <laughs> what, your up first, sport. First boots. Your first boots. Two weeks <laughs> ago. The
2: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs>
0: Well, Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, we mentioned uh, prior to uh, Tom Bradshaw uh, joining Emil from Barnsley for a million quid, their record transfer was <coughs> Paul Goddard uh, mm. from Derby uh, many years ago, uh, 1989. And um, where, where's this coming? Did, did you just mention Paul Goddard, says one of the listeners? Um, I'm related to him. I'm seeing Sarge this weekend. Oh, he good. Says. And Andy mentioned an old story. It was from this list of claims yeah, to I fame one we things, compiled. Yeah. And the actual line was, where's it gone? I fed Paul Goddard beers through a fence at a barbecue. The blo- bloke went to a barbecue. Yeah. And uh, he was sort of standing around with a beer, you know, just looking around. And he noticed a guy in his garden just to sort of do a bit of weeding or something. Yeah, And it was Paul Goddard, I think, during his Ipswich day. we stood this up a yeah. point. We spoke to him after, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, he said, all right, Paul. And the guy said, hello, mate. And uh, he got chatting and he said, you fancy a beer? And he said... You're right. So he handed it over the fence. Over oh, the that fence was or it?
2: through the fence?
0: Uh, oh, it was through the fence. Through the fence. Was through the fence. That's yeah. right.
2: <laughs>
0: well, okay, I do. you are a pedant, aren't oh, you? Oh, well, today? you know.
2: Okay. i get these details right. I've got some
0: other... Uh, I've, I've dug into these old um, mm. claims to fame. I can't um, believe you so carry it with you. I carry like it with me everywhere. Trusty. <laughs> yeah, well, let's have a few, shall we? Did you we? take
2: it to Russia? Let's have a few. Did you take it to Russia, that list? Uh, no, okay. never went with me. <laughs> we might have
0: needed Here it. Here we go then. <laughs> okay. I belched in Doug Ellis's face. <laughs> I I uh, blew off in the presence of the Beckhams. <laughs> That's fair enough. I added two quid to Niall Quinn's milk bill. <laughs> Andre Kanchelskis stole my Lilo. Oh dear. Peter Reed threw up on my shoes. Oh no. I held Vinnie Samway's crisps while he went to the well, toilet. Someone's got to. <laughs> uh, I was Rod Stewart's German interpreter at the World Cup that's a cool oh, that would have been good yeah. I refused Noel Whelan credit <laughs> I drove <laughs> Stuart Robson to the garage when he ran out of petrol we could check that one with Stuart Oh uh, yeah, my first pair of football boots were given to me by Bobby Moore that's mm. a good one isn't it that's I, a very good one I saw Razor Ruddock's honeymoon appendage in the company of Trevor Sinclair after a black tie do <laughs> Razor listens he may want to clear that one up yeah I delivered a headboard to Bob Wilson. Yeah, we could, we, all these we could confirm. My granddad made a bird table for Mick Shannon. Fair enough. Yeah. I was bathed by Mark Lazarus. <laughs> <Really>?
2: um, yeah, <laughs> that's what it says
0: here. Okay. Uh, I hit Julian Dix with a perforated plastic golf ball, and he reacted like a big girl. Uh, this is what it says. <laughs> okay. I delivered a skip. It was a few years to much. Suzanne Dando. Yeah, times have changed. Yeah. I skydived with Lewis Collins. Uh, I organised a recycling bag and box for George Boteng. <laughs> really? I, I swept Rick Ashley's chimney, not uh, literally. Uh, I sold a I sold a washing machine to Dermot Reeve. And finally, yeah. <laughs> I demonstrated a multi-gym to Roman Abramovich's girlfriend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You know, I mentioned some of those claims to fame. Paul Goddard was the springboard, and it seems the TalkSport listeners have, uh, have reacted. Oh, no good. Are you ready for that? Can we have that music, Ben? Go ben, on, ben? I think we moment. might need no, it. This There's is... enough of them here. These really? Are, these are the claims to fame of the TalkSport listeners. I met Freddie Flintoff as Spider-Man. I don't know if he was Spider-Man <laughs> or you were Spider-Man. <laughs> he didn't right. put his name on that. Glyn in Reddit says I told Peter Beardsley that his flies were undone. <laughs> well, thanks very much, you know, as I say. Uh, I used to be the manager of the electrical shop that Brian Kilcline rented his TV from well, that's at fine. Coventry. I yeah. fitted central heating for Chris Camara. Fantastic. Unbelievable indeed. <laughs> of course. I sat on the couch with Nigel Worthington before Italy versus Northern Ireland. I told him to make sure Daniele De Rossi was man-marks. He did, and they drew 1-1 away from home, says Carl the West Ham fan. <laughs> I took rim service to Paul Gascoigne's bedroom and he answered the door naked, says uh, Russell, the Manchester United <laughs> it's fan. has been quite a shock. I sold a kid's fishing net to Darren Peacock. He went for the cheap 99p one over the classy £1.29 version, well, says the mighty Grimlock. Good true. old Darren, yeah. Presumably it's for one of his kids. Mike says, I once sold... Yeah, I'm guessing. I once sold a strimmer to Paul Walsh. Uh, well, for his hair, probably, when he had to finally cut it short and mm. bought those uh, those Richard Watliss glasses. Uh I got rid of a spider in Graziano Pella's house. Says somebody didn't put the name in it. I used to dry clean Graham... It works
2: for Southampton, no yeah,
0: doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, They've got a bloke who just deals with spiders for overseas players. Yeah, liaison, spider liaison. Uh, I used to dry clean Graham soon as his clothes, says Jeff, Jeff, the Liverpool fan. My brother delivered turf to Spike Milligan, says Steve. Yeah. Steve Crust, indeed. Uh, to Spike Mulligan. Yeah, it does say that. I don't <laughs> know who Spike Mulligan, Mulligan is. To Spike Mulligan. He mm. asked my brother if he laid it as well, but my brother said no. Okay. Uh, mm. I removed former Hammerstar John Monker's fireplace, says Dermot from Haynort. <laughs>
2: really? I
0: killed a mouse in Francis Bernali's attic.
2: It was really? the same bloke that dealt with the spider. I think it was.
0: Uh, it's Gordon Davis, that was. Yeah. I lent Steve Harmison some hair gel in the buff, says Patrick in Newcastle. I take that mm. was at the gym. And again, were you in the buff? Or Harmy. I gave Nigel Winterburn a bottle of warm water during a five-a-side tournament. Says Roy from Brackley. And one more. I was sick in Shane Warns car. No. Some of these probably need <laughs> really. They need expanding. That, that needs a bit more. That was uh, from Stuart. Stuart, give us a Stuart call. Gives a bit more more. on that one. That's the one from that batch we want to know more about. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash achieve today.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Yeah, I'm like, making
0: a welcome return to the studio. Uh, always good to see comedian, Liverpool fan, and indeed horse racing buff and enthusiast, Gile Regan. Good to see you, Gile. Great to be here, lads. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, last time we saw you, was it, uh, was it Cheltenham? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: I made a few quid at Cheltenham. You did all right, That did you? was great. Like, it was kind of one of those things where, it is a bit like Vegas, right, mm. Cheltenham. You do, if you get one over on the house... I feel like you got to get out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get out of Dodge. And that is what I did. I had a big win on day three, wow. and then I, I couldn't run. I was doing work for Paddy Power, as I think you guys were as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a good feeling, right? It's what brings you back. No, exactly. it's, it's yeah, it's terrific,
2: isn't it? Do you, I mean, we? Put, I think I can go the same. I prefer the sort of jump racing, really. But it's mm. a big meeting today at, at uh, York. Yeah. It so is, as you said,
1: Ascot of the North. Right?
2: I know, people love it. And they say, all, they're all Group 1s or Group 2s. I'm quite fascinated by the difference between, like, Group 6, the, the money's, like, about three. It's That's three, where they play the step-toe theme over the PA <laughs> as they're running. <laughs> yeah. It's always 3,578 or something like that. Yeah. But some of them today, I mean, a massive amount. To be of them. honest, when we first got
0: to Cheltenham, we would, you know, they used to make the Group 1s, and we couldn't tell one horse race from another. No. But I think we've, I think in time, we've... We've seen the difference between the pick and, of the festival and the prize money. And, yeah, that's true. Anyway, we should
2: talk about your we show, uh, Organ Freeman, because it's this is you've been doing this show for a couple of years now, haven't no, you? I, a, I came a and saw year. it. Yeah, this yeah, is I, I loved it. It's a it's a very funny show, very moving show, and uh, you're bringing it to a close now, though, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, this is really the last three performances of it in
1: Soho Theatre. And it kind of debuted at the Edinburgh Fringe last year, skipped the Fringe this year, just said I'd do these three shows. Because, you know, when you write a show like that about something as uh, personal as hmm. donating a kidney to your brother, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, well, a kidney, yeah, I mean, like a like kidney literally. It's not. Well, literally <laughs>
2: but it's, it's, an, it's an emotional show. It's a physical show, isn't it? I mean, it, it's funny, right? It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's it the funny. main thing. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. is funny, but it, all, it has, you know, it's kind of, it's funny, 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 and then slightly bittersweet, I'd say. Uh, you also do a podcast, don't you? Which is pretty popular as well. Well,
1: Irishman Abroad is the podcast. Mm. Yeah. And I guess that probably is what's brought a lot of audience to the stand up. Because yeah. stand up was the first thing I was doing. Moved over here five <coughs> years ago. Didn't oh. really know where to go or how to crack it. But I knew people like Graeme Linehan and Darrow Breen and Dylan Moore. and So I literally sat down with these guys for an hour at a time and talked to them about their experience of moving over here. And that kind of birthed the podcast, which has now got people like Jason McAteer on it. AP McCoy's been on a bunch of times. Oh. So it kind of goes all different directions. Especially
2: so the Irish people that live in Britain.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It's brought it spread its wings. We've had like Sarah Milliken has been on, who's you know second generation. Mm. Uh, Stuart Lee, who traced his uh, heritage back to the famine. It's it's really amazing how we we nearly colonized you back. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's like one in four, they say, British people have some Irish blood in them. Uh, I have a bit in the show actually about if you want to establish if you have any Irish blood in you, you can ask yourself for. Question, so we'll try, and we'll try it now with you. Okay, guys, okay right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you can answer yes to any of these, yeah. I reckon there's a good chance a bit of Irish in <laughs> okay. there. Right. Number okay. one Have you ever looked at the back of a box of tablets while asking out loud, Can you drink on these? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I have. Yes, yes yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more than once. Do you yeah. have a vivid childhood memory <laughs> of eating a picnic from the boot of a car on the side of a main road?
0: I do, yeah, yeah. I
1: do. Oh, I, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. It a Vauxhall Victor. Was it? Do you yeah. regard crisps as a legitimate sandwich
0: filling? <laughs> Occas- occasionally, no, yeah, occasionally. I don't. That's I'm right. Afraid. Cheese and, the- and crisps now.
2: Back in the day, no, you can't eat crisps with bread. That's you know like what? And, I mean, and, well, and, this and is so Andy's
0: got blue blood. as your <laughs> This is, is it. Yeah. No Irish he used to have, have a little man who'd come around and eat his crisps for him. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> so the final one is: Have yeah. you ever reassured a severely sunburned person that it will go brown?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, oh, I, I probably have. Yeah. yeah probably. So maybe yeah, a little bit that. in there. Well, Worth I, I, looking can't into. Think I believe that. that. Is that not true? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it stacks up medically any. Don't yeah. put it to I the I mean test I never <laughs> understood that. <laughs> like if I
1: put a chicken in the oven and it comes out brown. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you don't say stick it in <laughs> it'll <laughs> go browner. Cuz <'Cause>, uh, <laughs>
2: no.
0: many m- many uh, <laughs> of your uh, fellow uh, country folk they do have quite a pale complexion and they do have to be very careful in the sun, don't yeah, they Yeah, no, I uh I've never... I, in my life,
1: had a tan. I've I've seen tans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what they are, but <laughs> I've never. I've been to Australia. I've toured everywhere yeah, with this. Really? But I mean it. I've, I just. Do you stay it out and
2: happen Do you, do you deliberately you, avoid it? I've tried everything. <laughs> Who's I, Ireland's tried most tanned man,
0: Jonathan? Can you think? Of, is was it Craig like, Doyle? Is, is I there don't a know. show in that? <laughs> there
2: might be a show in that. Ireland's most tanned man. <laughs> do you know and what is, about Gay Byrne when he used to do the show? Was he quite?
0: Cause was he? Did he get under those studio lights? They were giving him. I'm
2: trying to think who is the. Uh, is it
0: Jedward no they were quite quite, quite, pale quite pale and vampire like uh, Eamon Holmes I mean, Eamon comes in every afternoon <laughs> yeah. Eamon's, Eamon's quite Eamon's good, he's yes. got his place overseas he goes out I think he well, lies yeah, in the sun gonna, be, yeah yeah colouring it anyway who is I'm? <laughs> Ireland's most tan <tanned> man <laughs> yeah. it's allsport.com Text eight to Paddy, 89. when he goes
2: to Barbados for his holidays. He Paddy doesn't big. really tan. He's
0: a nice, a classic jarlet. He goes red and he goes pale again. <laughs> yeah, that's Paddy that's power doesn't the, go the, brown. The, the sunburn fades. That's <laughs> that does, what happens. It yeah. doesn't really work. <laughs> it's true. Um Liverpool, of course. I mean, you're very, very excited about uh, oh, this look, season. You've got to be, haven't you?
1: Well, look, I brought my little boy, Mikey, up to Anfield this week. I had some gigs up in Hot Water Comedy Club up in Liverpool. If mm. you get a chance to go to it hottest club in the country at the moment it's unbelievable really? but uh, on the day I gotta bring little Mikey out to Mecca yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean it, there is a feeling in the club that this is it I don't know if if uh, that is just the optimism and um, mm. That kind of happens after a season like last year. I think
2: it's because they're clearly this up amongst the top teams, the top two teams, and it's very hard to win the Premier League twice. And City have already had two big setbacks. They've lost De Bruyne, mm. they've lost Bravo. They're down to basically one experienced goalkeeper, and so and also their priorities are going to be Champions League. So mm. I think that's what's fueling this. You that think people, that's yeah, it? Yeah, I think people think, well, you you know, we are good enough to challenge them anyway, and they do look like they've got a couple of problems. Well, of course, they do also look like they're playing pretty well. Mm.
1: It's such a long, long season, as you, as you know. I mean, it felt like. It was barely over and it started again that I always feel that the optimism at the start of the year is silly, but
2: essentially you do need to build like if you if you start losing games now, it's, it can be toast in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. yeah, And also looking at them on Monday night, it was so clear that they were so much more solid than this time mm. 12 months mm. ago very much so. You know, and that is what you need to win a title. That's something that Liverpool even under Brendan Rodgers when they went so close, they always were likely to give away a goal here or there. And so, you know, and even under Klopp, but now you don't feel that. And now with the goalkeeper and Van Dijk, you think, yeah, they can keep a clean sheet. And if you can do that with those forwards,
1: you're going to win. Here's a question that I I like asking even though it is tough. Who's the first manager to get fired this season? Oh.
0: That's a very good
2: question.
1: Um, someone always takes it. Takes a hit. Someone. Someone will.
2: Mm. Will get a on fairly or fairly. Who's the most sort of well? The hot favourite is Jose Mourinho.
0: Obviously, Do you think he, I don't think he'll be the first. Do no. you? I think mm. that's such a big call. Someone might. Get, I mean,
2: at the moment. I, I I would say David Wagner be looking over his shoulder really I and mean, they made a Wouldn't poor a start. Well it yeah, would be man. unfair but it's always unfair as the LMA will tell you. Yeah it is always <laughs> unfair but you know that's it's a horrible game it's a hard game and you you know you lose your first game 3-9 I know it's Chelsea and Man City and then you lose your second one 6-1 one. That's, yeah. that's not great is I it? I do
1: I do relate to Premier League managers as a stand-up comic hmm. because nobody can really tell you what it's like. Yep. Until you're up there doing it. And I'd imagine that we don't have a clue of the pressures no, of no. it. Roy Keane's book that he wrote with Roddy Doyle was an unbelievable insight. If people haven't read it, they should. Just to just to the day-to-day, the kind of handling hmm. issues hmm. Is, a lo- is a big part of it. I- issues within the club. You would think it's like, I, I had visions of them coaching, but... The coaching is kind of the smallest part yeah. of it, isn't well, it? It is, it's management. I, so
0: I think I think it's man not just Premier League well. managers, I think the pressure is is kind of self-imposed. I think you could, you you'd probably find a League Two manager who'll work every bit as hard. I was reading a bit with Danny Cowley the other day, and, uh, you know, he's, it's, he's almost like trying to reinvent football. He's working so hard, as mm-hmm. in Michael Calvin's book. It's the guy that, that's working so hard on the job, making it him and his brother. They're, they're just so driven, these guys, and it's you know, they're not earning the kind of money they do in the Premier League but they're equally as driven, they're equally as committed. It's, it's just, I think it's the job really. When we were in Liverpool this week actually we stayed at the shankley
1: Hotel which is obviously a Bill shankley themed hotel. Yeah, really? Your, your bathroom <laughs> I even know gives it's you it's... motivational tips <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> no no joke. And it's got all his memorabilia, It's it's got like his MBE and everything in there. Like it's, yeah, it's have you heard that? No, Shankly Hotel. I mean, it's a beautiful place. Isn't there is a thing it? Is it red head? primarily? Red and white. Oh, uh, oh well, listen. Well, it covers everything. It's obviously it's very Liverpool, but there's uh, elements of Scotland in there. And then there's this tiny corner in the restaurant hmm. where there's an Everton logo. And I was like, what? What oh. is that doing in here? Hmm. And you inspect it, and you go closer, and there's a an part at a little presentation about how when he left the club, he hung around Melwood and was kindly asked to move on and subsequently went over to Everton to support them and started going to games oh there dear, because wow. he felt more welcome. Oh, that's, I thought that's it was sad, an unbelievable
2: twist. Is there a, start, start, a little room in the hotel where the manager and his acolytes and his what Well, the manager, manager of the hotel, they yes, all sit there. They all sit there, <laughs> there like, a, like, a, yeah. like the boot <laughs> you, room. You get the idea. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it would be great. They all get together and talk about
0: how the hotel's going. It would be <laughs> fantastic They will have a couple yeah. of things. But there was, wasn't there kind of a hologram of, of Shankly there? They, at one point, I think, when I did remember... you know about this? Yeah, they had a kind of... Bill would be in the bar, and mm. he'd, you know. He would be saying good evening, you know. <laughs> uh, have a packet of nuts for that. But he didn't do that. But no, I didn't he would see the hologram. Would, Maybe that was sort he of, would come
1: out. With, yeah, yeah. There is a tour of the hotel and all the memorabilia right. that's there. But like, it was really extraordinary because it did make me think, like you said, man who's so committed to this thing, so yeah. was, uh, and trying to Is, it, is it quite it,
2: upmarket? Is it quite a level? Oh yeah, price, no, it's a yeah. pretty swanky hotel.
1: Oh, wow. I have to say, it really was a special wow. stay. Yeah. We okay. wouldn't stay there for the full week, but I tell you, it's uh, <laughs> he, just extraordinary that the impact the man. is. is st- I wondered is there a Premier League manager now that in the long term would have anything close oh, to that impact? I stayed at the oh. Hotel
2: AVB. Have you? Ever- <laughs> it's tremendous. <laughs> I, I bet that's <laughs> tremendous yeah but it really is good. Well, it
0: was, it was, Mike Calvin was telling us the other day it was, it, he went sort of seven years without winning anything didn't he mm. really after the, the mm. coming into the club he didn't mm. win a thing Yeah. Um, but you know there was never any question of sacking him so anyway I've got some, before we let you go I've got some nominations for um uh, Ireland's most tanned man. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. So it. Well, it's been suggested by somebody who didn't put their name on this. Um, Roy Walker. Oh. I mean, Roy does a lot of, he told us himself, does a lot yeah. of the old cruises, telling uh, tales of He was of, up um, at Edinburgh this week, doing yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The thing about catchphrases. Well, friends. look, uh, I, I'm, I'm duly bound to say, I think contractually, that's good, but it's not right. Thank Henry you, Kelly so, would be my tip. Henry oh, Kelly, yes. yeah. It. What is it I'm being? Remember going for gold? Going for all gold. Years, <laughs> really? yeah. It's not even a sentence. Um, <laughs> going for golden brown. Eddie, yeah. uh, <laughs> Eddie Jordan. Uh, Listen yeah, to Talks for Eddie. Good afternoon, Eddie. It could be him, <laughs> couldn't it? Um, Piers Brosnan says Gab Cancello. He could have been in there, I suppose. But I think we've got it. We have got the definitive one. It's Anthony Holmes. Uh, and he says, surely, uh, Ireland's most tan man is Michael Flatley, of course, he is. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah. struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. To him, don't worry, it will go brown because it already has. <laughs> I mean, he wears it. Is it sort of make up for this for the show? I don't know. I'd like <laughs> to think he's he just he's a bit <laughs> of a George Hamilton alike and, okay. uh, and he Fair carries out. it off. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Here we go, then. Um, we asked you earlier on, do you have a sporting claim to fame? We read some from the old uh, tried and tested list and you've added to it expertly. Thank you. So, here we go, then. I decorated Kevin Blackwell's front hall. He had a silver (laughs) tree in it. Nice, said Paul the painter in Luton. I also killed spiders and flies at Victor Wanyama's house, says Jamie from Salisbury, the saint's pest control. Oh, that was his job. Ah, that's what it is. When he was at Southampton, the the club liaison phoned him, say, "Uh, hello, Jamie. Uh, can you uh, get round Victor's place? He's got spiders and flies. Yeah. So that's, you know, because, you know, if you're a Premier League footballer, <laughs> you don't kill the spiders and flies. Google do you? You it, have, John. You have a you're, it's very, very funny it if you, you get it.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> it's always great to wear burr-lives material on the National Sports <laughs> Station. I gave Glyn Snowden directions to Batley Sports Centre while I was washing my car, says Mark Fillmore. That's good. I repaired Garth Crook's boiler whilst he was ironing in his boxer shorts. Beautiful sight. Good afternoon, God. I dunk for apples, brackets, Halloween... Not like just at Christmas, just. Yeah,
2: it's bobbed for apples, isn't it? Um, Bobbing well, for apples? Isn't yeah, okay,
0: it? yeah. I mean, he's obviously yeah. dunked, though, as Copyright Chris. <laughs> okay. I dunked for apples, brackets Halloween, at Gordon Strachan's house with his kids when a child in Aberdeen. Oh. Because my friend lived next door to him. That's fantastic. That's nice. Brilliant. Yeah. Why did Gordon give it a go? Anyway, <laughs> I made a replacement hydraulic hose for Mike Walker yeah. and gave him a good discount to Steve yeah. in Norwich. What a claim to fame. I cleaned Jimmy Greaves' oven. Says Bartley and Chelmsford. <laughs> well,
2: Mark couldn't he clean his own oven? No, as far as Norman Gillis like it,
0: it was a professional football. They're to- they're club they liaison. they clubly didn't have club liaison on then at, at uh, Spurs and no. Chelsea. Just got on with it, didn't That's they? That's true. I delivered Peter Shorten's newspapers when he played for Stoke City. Said Jeff, I sat on Glen Hoddle's toilet.
2: I was there fixing the washing machine. He had a, to- hmm. he had a washing machine in his toilet. <laughs> My paper boy supports Brentford. He's a big Brentford fan. And we have. If, I, if I'm there, um, if i there, when he's actually delivering them, we always have a Brentford chat. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Did you give him a little Christmas box? Do you? Oh, yeah, I think I did. I hope I did. I'm sure yeah. I did. That's right. Okay. I gave him a Louis Vuitton football. <laughs> i sure you did. Have that for Christmas. <laughs> I was going to chuck it out. Five grand. He's, he's buying himself a car. So. <laughs> he can deliver by car. Uh, oh, this is a corker. Cool.
0: Yeah. One One final one for this little section. We'll do some more after. I held John Rhodes Muller Yogurt at Headingley. He told me not to eat it whilst signing my ball. Said Kieran from right. Tremendous. Would you have had Johnny Rhodes down as a, a muller yoghurt? Uh, he might like a little muller fruit corner. <laughs> I, don't I know. see him. Yeah. You don't eat, eat that the, sort of thing, do you? Well, really, no. Organic stuff. That I don't eat the organic. i I'm not a big yoghurt fan. You're not a
2: yoghurt. Really? Well, thing, why is that? I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the reason. Well, that was good.
0: Tell that one on Piers Morgan, eh? <laughs> he did ask me. Okay, I was on the sleeper train coming back from Hearts versus Tottenham and had a beer with Martin Chivers. Says Jack. So anyway, keep Ooh, them coming. We've got quite some time. We've ago. got we've got more to come. Um talksport.com, mm. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet ts oh, What a fine array.
2: Did you? of uh, claims to fame? Did you see the ex-wife of Albert Roux was uh, a victim of a con by crooks? Oh, yeah. And I thought, I bet Albert's angry about that. But not oh. as angry as he was at Cheltenham when they cut the beef wrongly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, the, the producers asked me to point out <laughs> yeah. in these litigious times, when he said Albert Roux was con by crooks, not Garth Crooks in his boxer shorts. <laughs> you mean thieves. Thieves. now do well. His
2: ex-wife yeah. was con by ex ex crooks. Ex-crooks. Oh, well, they're reform got me crooks, really are i confused they? now. <laughs> Gopher Derek. Was it H- Garth who did it? I don't think it was, <laughs> as Crooksy would say. Yeah. Gopher Derek Harkins, 46, you don't need to know that. Oh, yeah. Was charged with biting off another player's finger wow, that's during terrible. a cheating round. That's a terrible row. story. It is in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Well, of course, it, it's not in Britain. So if I've it's not in Plymouth. Britain, it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, he, <laughs> he left him with a hole Why in I just one. Just say, oh, I've been to Plymouth. <laughs> like it has any bearing on a story of a marriage? Left him with a hole Thing. in one. Oh yeah, Thing. I've got you. I'm with <laughs> you. hand. Yeah. that's right. There we go. And uh, the I was looking at the uh, court circular mm. and the marriages today. Uh, Miss Ellen Barton and Mister W. Bill have got married and, uh, yeah. and I was organising the uh, honeymoon but I didn't know where to send the bills thank you wow wow wow
0: And you see this thing uh, <laughs> an, an agency have been uh, advising uh, Scottish uh, tourism Scottish government mm, on yeah. the tourism mm. and uh, this, they, they, I think they're in Essex these guys but uh, they obviously know a lot about Scotland so <laughs> they've said um, they've warned Scottish ministers if they want to attract people to Scotland uh, don't talk about golf don't talk about golf or Sean Connery. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. got uh, well, Scott-
2: a huge part of their tourist I th- I think, industry, I think the it,
0: golf. I think it's an upgrade. They're saying Scotland is now. What they're more or less saying is that there is more to Scotland than golf and Sean Connery. Which well, I think I'd agree with, wouldn't you? <laughs> there always was. Yeah. Yes. But they, they think that's yeah. an old do. If you, want to, if you want to project a modern Scotland, don't have a picture of uh, Sean Connery in a tuxedo, is what they've said. Oh, I suppose so. But yeah. yeah, golf was said to be polarising and with minority appeal. I should have put this to um, uh, punk HQ yeah, But that's the whole point about Tim golf Southwell. in
2: Scotland. There isn't minority appeal. It's it, it was a game of the people, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's it not does, like it's not like, like golf in England. It's a company in Brighton have, have told them to steer clear no, no, of that. Yeah, so anyway, no, I no. bring that to it's you true.
0: in good faith. They may well be right. We'll find out if anybody, if, if Scotland's got no tourism and you suddenly see a picture of Sean Connery playing golf, uh, as he did, <laughs> as it Goldfinger, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you'll know, won't you? That's
2: right. Then you'll know. And uh, well, later on, we're going to be talking about, I think we're going to be talking about the <clears throat> conquer shortage right. caused by the heat, the heat wave. Every year we <clears throat> get that. They, see, they know <clears> that. <how> they <throat> should be advising. The people that do the World Conker <clears throat> Championship,
0: Yeah. every year they come out and say there's a conquer shortage, and every year we
2: fall for it and we get them on. Yes, in fear that although this year operate. the uh, the man on the committee he's saying that they're not worried at this stage. But oh, okay. because, yeah, it doesn't. But the the Daily Star suggested... they should do all the PR for the X Factor. They get a lot more press. Yeah, they're brilliant. The, the, the
0: world conquers. <laughs> we fall for every year. The amount of press they get. <laughs> well, it's the just, same as the Sprout you've industry. You read it in
2: the newspaper today. We talk about it on the radio every year. They're brilliant. Yeah. Would you say that Angry Birds was something sort of you know it was big, wasn't it, about three years ago? Everybody's oh, playing that's it on the thing. No, but it was, wasn't it? You wouldn't have thought that it's particularly something that's you know happening now. It's something that it's of the moment. You not was thinking... of the moment I about think, three years are, ago. I'm still... sure people still play, but it was it was huge. <laughs> Everybody was. When playing. was the last time you had a game Andy, of Angry Birds? Um, Three years ago, by on I'm my saying. old yeah, on my old phone I had it. Yeah, really so, on the uh, old. Yeah, okay. Anyway, a tycoon is two Angry Birds, and you, just when you think it's finished, two come along. Well, at I once. didn't think it was, but only you did. But a tycoon to- has spent over a million pounds to open an Angry Birds themed restaurant well, yeah. inside an old Boeing plane in Sichuan, China. do they fire the food across to you then? You ordered the chicken. <laughs> yeah. And Everton, more of a football one here. Yeah, I'm aware of this. Yeah. Yes, they have, uh, transformed as part of the club's partnership with the Angry well, they Birds they got it on their game. shirt,
0: on the sleeve of the shirt, Angry Birds. Yeah, and they?
2: they've drawn Theo Walcott, Gilfie Sigurdsson and Chenk Tossen as Angry uh, Birds. Angry Birds, yeah. Okay, well yeah, that's okay. great. I mean, uh,
0: do you think there's quite enough mentions of the product? I think it probably was. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, I thought it was all over. Blimey, I've got this screens ridiculous. It's it, it almost feels like a real radio show. We've got an absolutely packed screen. Most of them full of stupid claims to fame. Do you want a couple of quick ones? Yeah, go. Here we go. Where's it gone? Let's, uh, let's catch up. I once painted Tom Hanks hotel suite in Lincoln. That's not colour, is it? Uh, when he was <laughs> filming The Da Vinci Code at Lincoln Cathedral. <laughs> oh, really? I once bought Gary McSheffrey a Jaeger bomb in a Coventry nightclub and stood waiting for a train at Euston with Roberto Mancini, says Adam from Cove. Yeah. I decorated John Cleese's flat in London. He answered the door in his pyjamas, says Jeff. Yes. My dog once got muddy paws on David Ginola's cream chinos, says Gareth. Oh, he like I know
2: that. that problem. Well, I once put strawberry on uh, Kenny Sampson's
0: trousers. You did. Well, that's thank you caller. That's brilliant. <laughs> thank you very much. While delivering the mail, I threw Melinda Messenger's basketball <laughs> into her lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's now worth five grand. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a wasn't Louis Vuitton, Vuitton, was it? Postman's stew that was from. Uh, I and a friend took a pie to Neville Southall while we were helping some kids clean out a pond in my home village of Aldington. Hmm. Uh, he signed my well, Bob Wilson... Took a pie to him, not like put it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, took a pie to him. That may be a euphemism, <laughs> but it might just mean he took a pie. Um, he signed my Bob Wilson book for me. He liked the pie. Yeah. Well, it's like Peter and Jane at the end. Well, uh, that's very good, though. Thank I you gave Mario Stanich a cold.
2: Remember that You story? did give Mario yeah, you Stanish, you shook his ago. hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Ali McCoist held me. Held me. Oh sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ali. Ali McCoist held me when I was a baby uh in Glasgow Airport when my parents met the Scotland team. What a guy. Mm. How'd you know you're a baby? Need to dig out mm. the photo, says John. Uh I rebranded Paul O'Grady's LPG tank. Really? Rebranded it into into what? I don't know. Uh, I made the late great uh, Celtic legend Tommy Burns a roll. What is an LPG tank? Um, it's liquid petroleum thing. Oh isn't it? right, liquid. Okay, so yeah. it's not that liquid something gas, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah come, come back yeah. to me. Uh, yeah, Pro, is it, is it propane? I don't know. Is it, is it? What does the piece? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, Tommy Burns. I made uh, gave him a roll scrambled egg when he was Celtic's manager. He was doing an interview for the Daily Record in the CAF I was working in. So there we are. Some more claims <laughs> to <Good>. fake <laughs> So there we are. That was this afternoon's mm. show. What if it goes for like fifty grand? Then? You can't be bitter. a moment's gone, well, isn't it? It's gone. It's one
2: of those things. Yeah, you, know? you got to be full no, it. was think
0: worth anything? No. I, I, I think you were wrong to think it wasn't worth anything. <laughs> yeah, I think I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll have Martin Kellner, the clips of the week, and lots more besides. So thanks for downloading us.
2: Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work.
1: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.